1: Yes, yes. What do you think about that? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's a birthday. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, we always go back to the 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 film Whiplash with J.K. Simmons asking if he's rushing or dragging, (laughs) and uh, that one was was a dragger. No question, it was a drag. But sometimes a drag is exactly what you're looking for, and that's what I was looking for today.
1: It is uh, it is the Jackson 25th birthday gala edition of QFta. I said to Jackson, I said, I'm sure you don't want to spend your birthday doing QFTA, but uh, we've got wind uh, is, is it was starting to make a cameo in the second half of uh, Mungana's balloon party. Thank God that didn't start earlier. And uh, and once it once it's like that in South Florida, you can pretty much pack it in for the day. Uh, Plus, I think there's going to be some rain, and uh, and then of course in St. Louis, I believe what is it like around 30 or something right now?
0: Yeah, it's cold. It's wet. Nice. (laughs) It's gloomy.
1: So it's not like you had any outdoor plans, but it's your birthday, and I just figured I don't even know why because I know on my birthday it's not like I'm doing anything unless we do go out of town, and that that pretty much is out of. uh, you know, out of possibility with having two young children now. So, yeah, I'm sure you don't want it. And you're like, no, let's knock it out because I don't want to do it on Thursday when Buzori is playing a A tournament. But I would never do that to you in the first
0: place. No, I know. I just – I liked it. We used to do it on Mondays, like, religiously. Did we? Yeah. We are KFNS. We did it every Monday.
1: We've so- had so many sound stories that I've uh, – Right. It's like days when we don't have them. Yeah. And then today – Let's go into this i got a bunch of stuff here i haven't even looked in the email file although we just got one asking about illinois coverage although i think it was a good uh, it wasn't like bitching about it it was a it was a more about the theory as to why it goes on but here's what i was saying to jackson about 20 seconds ago and then he said you know fuck it let's just put this right on the podcast yeah uh studios is where we're broadcasting from mine are in my bedroom uh at my home uh, in Jupiter, Florida, Jackson. Where are you, where are you right now? I have no idea where you are. You in your little Horton Watkins studio? You in the TMA studio? You in the 101 production studio? Where are you?
0: TMA studio. Is that was all right. Yeah.
1: Plowhawk vacationing. Yep. Doug, my guess is Doug will tell everybody exactly what happened. Yeah. But today, the reason why I didn't go to PGA where I have been broadcasting the show from is for whatever fucking reason Anna Marie and I Stayed up to watch the Academy Awards, even though we we hadn't seen any of the movies.
0: <laughs> Good for you, anyways. Though I, I don't it. know.
1: I, and and it, it's just so uncharacteristic. And it didn't end until I think eleven forty five Eastern.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a long, 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 long presentation.
1: So we get done, and she goes, "Why in the hell did we do that?" I go, "I have no idea." I mean, I'm already on so many fucking pills. I, <laughs> I you know it doesn't matter. But. uh I, I roll over and I turn my alarm and usually I get up at uh, I, my window, which I really recommend, This sleep, sleep Cycle app, uh, is 610 Eastern. So 510 St. Louis to 540 Central. And so I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to get up whenever I get up and I'm going to walk outside and I'm going to do the show from outside, assuming that there's no wind. I can't imagine it's going to be windy because it hasn't been windy since we've gotten here. And, uh, and I got up and uh, and holy shit, we had the wind situation. So um, I am, but I, I I did the show from here because I was up so damn late watching. And and if I'm not mistaken, all of the movies were pretty much the same nominees minus Brendan Fraser and in, in The Whale. That was otherwise it was everything from the same studio, five or six
0: films, same studio, A24 swept the awards had everything oh, I didn't know that everything everything everywhere all at once is an a24 film and the whale is an a24 film so the it swept uh, yeah completely swept the major director categories. best film and actors yep and it got all the actors it got best picture and best director so yeah it swept all the major awards
1: am I going to enjoy everything everywhere all at once or yes. I am
0: yes it is a it's action it's full of action it's a really good story the acting is outstanding. Yeah, I would say that you will enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, It's not brutally long. It's a very captivating story and done in a really, really good way. Like, it's a tough, tough task to make a movie like that, and they did it in a really easy-to-digest kind of way.
1: Okay, well, then I am looking forward to... uh... To watching it uh, maybe we'll watch it tonight as it's a uh as a monday night so uh what jackson and i were just talking about and this is kind of a journey in self-exploration now i touched on it on tma and tma today was super unique this is just this this, this is why i was telling anna marie this on saturday night and i made reference to it for whatever reason and i have no idea why i really don't i feel like i am at my best as a broadcaster doing QFTA like and it's not even close even though I put food on the table for my family with mm-hmm. TMA right and you know balloon party is of uh, a, a, a you know a hobby <laughs> 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 as far as uh, if you want a breakdown of my uh, how I make my money which which of course is in the post is bad right. every year right. but for real I don't and I don't know why that is I don't have any answer to it. Um, but it's it's I love doing it more than anything else. And um, and I am I'm so honest on QFTA that there are times, although it hasn't happened often recently, where I will text you, and I, it probably hasn't happened since we've been at Hubbard, right? And I will go. I think I said too much about that situation. (laughs) Yeah, that would happen a lot more at the old joint. Right.
0: I get the text about that. Yeah. Because
1: I go, oh, yeah, I probably am not going to, you know. (laughs) So here I find myself in this spot and I was making this, and I don't know what to say. If I could just do QFTA the rest of my life, even if I was making less money, I'm I'm telling you, I would do it until they put me in the ground. Mm -hmm. um, Because I absolutely love it it is it's when my mind is firing and i can talk about anything you know it's just it's it's just a different deal but we talked a little bit about this on tma today which is learn and rafe williams going to the riz show Mm -hmm. and this was uh this was something that everybody in the building knew was was coming we just knew the announcement was coming today but and, and and i'm you know, what, what I'm going into here on QFTA is a, sel- a journey of self-exploration on this topic. And I touched a little bit on it on TMA, but I recognize weirdly that there are topics that are better for TMA, there are topics that are better for QFTA, and there are topics that are better for Balloon Party. There are guests who are better for TMA and guests better for Balloon Party. And so this is kind of the the juggling, so to speak, that we do with three different shows. And I feel like for me to be able to go really into it, it's more of a QFTA thing. And what I'm really going into is something that that caught me, which is, you know, I don't view at all, and I don't, I'm don't. i certain that the British show or Andy Carriker or Casey or 1065 The Arch or W.I.L., that anybody views anybody as competition. I don't think so. And they sure as hell don't view a station that doesn't even, isn't even, uh, the the Nielsen device to track ratings isn't even on our station on 105.7 HD2. So we are really on the periphery. Uh, but when, when I found out that Learn and Rafe were joining the Riz Show, I was so happy. And it's so weird to me that I was so truly happy and, and I know this, my, people might be like, who the fuck cares? Or why is that weird for you? But f- I'm telling you, it is, it is a, it's a truly pure feeling of happiness. And I think it's because I really like and respect, learn Lauren uh, and I really like and respect, Riz, Scott, that, and, and I know that that show has been through a lot, but I'm, I'm just, and, and I feel like Lauren is so talented that she was, it, it's it's not the right phrase, so I need to expound on it, but quote, wasting her talent on Kashi, which isn't a shot at all at Kashi, it's just the format did not allow her, nor would it allow anybody, it, it is, it's currently constructed where you're playing music the vast majority of the time to do what she is capable of doing and I don't know how many times over the last five years probably the two of us have had conversations where I would be like you know you you can be doing so much more you don't and I and and what a weird thing to say in broadcasting to someone who um where you're, where you're telling them you can do so much more because usually in our industry, Jackson, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: people think they can do way more than they really can, or that they're quote, getting fucked over and not getting opportunities. And so there's this kind of undercurrent of jealousy and or anger at management or at stations for not recognizing their greatness. And so with both learn and with Doug, and I've told the story about Doug, but I'll, I'll weave into it here. I think one of the reasons why, um, I hold them both in, in such high esteem is their both recognition of their ability, but then also their satisfaction with life and their careers that they are, that they're just happy to be doing what they're doing and not like out to, you know, rule the world. Uh, and and so you know with the one time which is a story people enjoy hearing it i feel like this is like you know going out and playing you give love a bad name at the bon jovi show you want to hear it i'll do it where john hadley called me and <laughs> asked me <laughs> see as i'm saying i'll play the hits you know and this yeah. isn't an anti-hadley thing at all I, i'm speaking out of school on the kfs days it's more of a pro doug thing right. but it also just shows how you know not necessarily understanding us uh where he i can't recall what it was or something like i was going to maybe do six to seven and then we do tma for maybe till seven to nine and then doug would do an hour on his own or maybe it was we were doing then doug doug would do 10 to 11 or something i don't know what it was either way you know john haley because you know i think it's time we built up doug's brand and, you know really give him and i'm going you know unless i don't know doug <laughs> there isn't anything he cares for less other than Rachel Maddow outside of his brand. <laughs> <Right>. And so, <laughs> good description. And, and so I'm like, you know, and somehow I got, Hey, I, we got on the phone, which is super rare, may happen for real three times a year. And, uh, and I said, Hey, uh, have you talked to Hadley yet? And he goes, no, why? And I go, he's got this idea for you to, uh, to, to, to do an hour by yourself after TMA and he wants to build up your brand he goes, oh god <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to build up my brand I know what my brand is my brand is to make weird noises when you say something or Iggy says something yep. that's that's my brand and uh you know and it's just and he goes I'm not a guy who's going to sit there and talk you know, like Joe Buck or Bob Costas and just fill the time. That's just not who I am. And I don't and nor do I want to do that. And I'm just like, God, I and I and and while this may seem like a nothing to everybody listening, I'm just telling you that in this business and maybe it's changing, I don't know. um, But for somebody to have the awareness of who they are and what their role is and what they're best suited for is so rare. It just is. I don't know. I don't know why. I guess if you had to like psychoanalyze it, it's probably because you have to have, uh, I feel like saying a healthy ego can oftentimes be a bit of an oxymoron, but to have a large sense of oneself to be in this business that therefore people think that they, everybody wants to hear them. And in reality, it's just not the case for the vast majority of people who are on air. And learn is also in that category. And and so I think what makes me so happy, it's it's twofold. Number one, I'm so happy for her that now a huge portion of St. Louis who may not be all that familiar with her are going to hear her and how talented she is. And then for Riz, who has obviously had, One hell of a situation with his show, which had just been gliding along, even though gliding along makes it sound like it's effortless. The guy gets in at three in the morning every day. Um, But the show is so successful and been gliding along and he carries himself in such a down to earth way, which sets a tone for the entire building. When the top guy on the top show carries himself that way and Jeff Burton passes away, you have the situation with Patrico and and the whole world is turned upside down. And for that to change with Rafe Williams and Learn, I'm just so happy for him. And I'm happy for that entire show because I really like and respect them. But this isn't saying it or tweeting it and then, you know, going, oh, good, I'll get some likes out of it. It's just it was my own internal thing. And I'm going, holy shit, I really, truly am happy for them. What the fuck's going on with me? (laughs) That is why I bring this up. And I, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I have no idea because, you know, at some point in the world, Learn and I will probably go more into detail on it, but Lern and I have talked about working together for a long time. Well before, uh, I, uh, the TMA, uh, and balloon party started up at Hubbard and that's because she was on this podcast, I think in 2018, And if you listen to the first time we had a conversation, we had never even met each other and we just vibed immediately and we would always talk about it. Even when it was just me and her, I'd be in the Casey studio or she'd come in the TMA studio and we'd just be bullshitting going, Holy shit. We obviously have some kind of chemistry when it comes to being on air. And you know, so when, when this was announced and I had a feeling it was, it was coming anyway, uh, and I don't know if she texted, I texted her to congratulate her. I had, maybe I had to read it, but I don't know if I'll be going out of school here, uh, Jackson. Mm-hmm. But um, let me see. I think I have her in my phone. It was Lauren. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, I said, congratulations, the, 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 when, it was annou- the, when it was announced internally. Right. So this was a little while ago. She goes, I mean, how sad are you as you sip on expensive whiskey on the lunatic beaches of Florida right now? And then she also said, also, Iggy was the first person to text me. That was a lot. That was a lot. And I said, and that's what I wrote back. I said, I think about five or 10 years ago, I would have had a different reaction because I am or was a vile narcissist. But when I talked with Riz a couple of weeks ago about what he was hoping to do, I was so happy. Um, And then I go and I have same thing I'm saying right now. Two reasons. Number one, I think the world of Riz and I want him to be happy slash successful. He's just a damn good guy. Number two, it's time for the world to hear you for more than 60 seconds at a time. You're too talented. I'm so happy for you. This is not me. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: And
1: and so I don't know what's going on, but this is truly altruistic. And I'm not I'm not doing this or having this one sided conversation. uh, So I know I'm babbling on here. To, to go, hey, look at me, I'm nice because I don't think of myself that way. So that's why this is so foreign to me that I'm truly happy because this person I had talked about working with, and Jackson, you know a lot about, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm talking around, yeah. uh, I'm not going to be working with, and yet I am, and that's what she was making reference to, I mean, how sad are you as you sip on expensive whiskey? Um is, is that I'm legitimately happy, happy for Riz, happy for her, happy for that show, and I don't know. And this is this is foreign. To, it was so foreign that when we when my wife and I were at dinner on Saturday night, I go, "What in the fuck's going on with me?" You know, I don't know what the hell. Like I'm. I think when it's good people, right, who are talented and who kind of had you know, in, in learn's case i i wanted her to see the light whether it be with me or somebody else of i wanted her to have the chance to show her ability um and then in riz's case another good person who was you know was just dealt some incredibly difficult set of circumstances i mean one loses a co-host to cancer brutal absolutely brutal thing and that went on for a Long time, and then he loses a friend who he loves, uh, and then there's also the professional ramifications of that. And then you have what happened with Patrico. I mean, holy crap! Uh, and and since we're both point guys who run a show that has a bunch of moving parts, it you know we talked about that that part of it that you have you know because that's something that's something that only a handful of people can relate to. And so I could relate to it. And so that's why I was kind of talking with him throughout this whole process. And that's why I brought up the competition thing. It's not competition. It really isn't. Um, and, and it would be laughable to even say that we do one thing, they do one thing, and it's not viewed as competition in the slightest. I'm just truly legitimately happy. And I think it's because of the people involved because they both really are good people. And I think the audiences know that, um, I think I get irritated when praise gets lavished on people who the public thinks are great (laughs) and I kind of know otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's not like we're going to say anything. Uh, And and so I think that's a part of it. And then also, uh, I guess it just shows that I'm evolving or maturing or maybe I'm becoming weak. (laughs) I don't know. But that's, that's that's where I am, Jackson. All right, I've gone off on now like a 15-minute <laughs> internal soliloquy. Uh, I'm going to sip my protein shake and listen to your analysis of me.
0: Right. Well, because it's, you know, talk about a one pitch guy, that's me. I'm going to, mm-hmm. of course, make an analogy to a TV show or movie. Um, and it's actually topical because the show returns on Wednesday. And Ted Lasso, uh, Roy Kent finds himself – so confused that he has apathy and, and accepts an apology from Jamie Tart in the second season. He can't believe what's going on. He he usually would, would be up so upset, uh, but he finds himself being vulnerable and emotional and he can't understand what's going on. And I kind of feel like we're having parallels with you in that situation right now. I am Roy Kent. You are Roy Kent. Yeah. Are you me. Ted Lasso? Um, Yeah, or the or the whatever the new kit man is who Nate always yells at. I I identify a lot with that guy. You know, just trying to put some laundry (laughs) detergent. One hundred and one audience yelling at you. Yeah, just trying to put some detergent on the towels and getting yelled at. That seems like, uh, yeah, that could be uh, could be me. But I I think there's a little bit of Ted in all of us, and I think there's a little bit of Roy in all of us. And right now you're in your Roy phase, which is good. It's good. I think it's great that you feel uh, the love and the admiration. And the excitement for someone for you know two individuals who are so talented getting a great opportunity like this. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I don't
1: know. And and also the other side of it is, and again, kind of talking around it, and I'm not going to talk to it, but that um this means I will not be working with learn. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that element, but that's the thing. I'm not even thinking of that. Right. Right. I, and I don't know what the I just don't know what the fuck to make of it. But you know, there was a I've, I've always felt this way, but this to me, this to me is almost, I don't know if I would call it self-serving, but I'm cognizant of, although I realize I sign contracts and oftentimes that has not been the case for other people working on, on TMA. Um, but if somebody wants to leave or if somebody wants to, and I shouldn't even say it that way, but if somebody does want to leave, certainly God bless leave. But then secondarily, if somebody has another opportunity I would always say, even if it's like like you, I mean, you would be really the only example um, if you just look at where everybody is in their careers. Right, right. Uh, if you came to me and said, hey, man, I've got this opportunity and this could this could really happen. This is like a real so you might not see it this way or maybe you are about to tell me this like, you know, in two hours. <laughs> no. I don't know. But I mean, it absolutely is possible where you could have an opportunity, not necessarily say beyond Hubbard, but I just know people at Hubbard think you in a you know very high regard as they should, that if there is an opportunity, they might go, well, shit, we got Jackson, but you know, how would, and I'd just be like, yeah, that's, I mean, I'd be, I'd be thrilled for you, mm-hmm. even though it hurts TMA. Right. It hurts the thing that I am most involved with. And because without, without you on it, without question, it does. And, and, and really even more so the, the things that you do behind the scenes that, that people aren't aware of, it would hurt balloon party right. without question. Right. So, but you never want somebody to be doing something that they don't want to do. And the only reason they are there is contractual obligation or a feeling of, oh my God, I don't want to piss this person off. You want people to be able to chase their dreams and improve their, their lot in life. Yeah. Cause I would certainly want the same thing. That's why I mean it, it may be a self-serving thing. Now I realize I'm under contract and, and you just have to kind of deal with it, but I'm talking about just in general, I feel like this might've ha- it's happened over the years. I mean, producer Joe, certainly a decade ago, I think mm-hmm. it was a decade ago to the day, actually. What a coincidence. Uh, and then, um, Seymour had had enough of the, the nonsense mm-hmm. Um, so that was certainly understandable. Gangster Pete had had enough of the nonsense. So it's a difference. It's, 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 those were guys pressing eject um, right. you know, on a situation more than moving on, which is unfortunate. But uh, yeah, I, I want people to do what's best for them, which sounds like a no brainer, but I, I, I don't think that that's necessarily the way that things always work. I don't know. The hell, I don't know. Like, people hold it like, oh, my God, you're leaving. Fuck off. Right. Well, I mean, you don't want somebody to be there out of out of fear of retribution. You want somebody to be there because they want to be there. That's when you're going to get optimized performance.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And people, you know, should never be upset with, like, it's is a, a, a draw, another comparison. Like, if Dennis Gates, the extension didn't work out and he went somewhere else to a better, bigger job, that's great. You want people, like, if you truly enjoy people's work like you want them to be as successful as possible you want them to be as happy as possible and if that's in their current job awesome that's great if it's somewhere else a, a better opportunity for someone that's also awesome and great like you want people to do well you don't want people to like burn out and then end up like leave you want people to like be excited about their new opportunity while also like enjoying the, what they did at their old opportunity so it's all about people being their best and like a truly great whether it be leader or mentor or just coworker is part of that is being excited for the people you work with. If they do move on and improve their situation in life. Right. Yeah.
1: I, and so, you know, I mean, I was in the weird spot when we had uh nine 20, for example, although I don't know if I can't, I can't recall if anybody came to me and left when we were at nine 20, when I was truly op- actually operating the airtime there Mm-hmm. But, but you would think through it. It's like, okay, I mean, Seymour, for example, I mean, Seymour wasn't just producing uh, TMA. He was producing the show I did with Edmonds, and he was the executive producer of the radio station. I mean, if he decided to leave, holy shit, that would have been a monster hole. And then we go over to 590, and he's still the executive producer, but then it, it, it turns into something that it wasn't supposed to be within a matter of weeks. And then you got a guy who's well overqualified for being the producer on TMA, which you know is a show that doesn't really have guests mm-hmm. uh, because we don't really want them, and now he's just basically sitting there uploading podcasts, and that's all he's doing. And now you now you're just wasting a guy's talent. Right. So uh, different sets of circumstances, but you want people to a be happy. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. And b you want people to certainly stay. You want people to give you the opportunity to go. Hey, I've got this. You know, I've got this other opportunity. Um, and it's going to pay this. And if you can match it, then I will stay. But if not, it's just too good of an opportunity. But sometimes it just might be too good of an opportunity. I mean, St. Louis is not New York City or Los Angeles. So if somebody had an opportunity in New York City or Los Angeles and that is what they want for their careers, not everybody wants that, uh, then, you know, you can't you can't match New York City. los angeles but god what a compliment it is to a show or a radio station or a cluster as uh, hubbard is a cluster and odyssey is a cluster and iheart is a cluster and cumulus and other markets is a cluster uh if if other places want your people that's a compliment that's what happens when a team wins the super bowl that usually it's not because of uh, the team just totally falling apart it's because the players I mean, look at the Bengals, for example. I know they haven't won the Super Bowl, but they're going to have quite a situation with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins.
0: Yeah, boy. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, someone's going to have to get paid,
1: right? So it's just, it's just, it's the nature of the beast. I don't know. Maybe this is interesting to people. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. I just knew that as I was sitting there talking with with my wife on Saturday that uh, that I'm like, this is such a weird spot because I am truly just really happy like 100% happy and it's got nothing to do with me and I suppose if if anything you can make a case that it might be a negative for me um, and that I will not be working with learn but I'm just so happy for her and for Riz and it's so it's just not it's just not how I have been I don't know what the fuck's going on so I guess it's because I'm Roy Kent
0: you are Roy Kent Roy Kent Roy Kent. I can't wait for Wednesday. Oh, God. I can't wait to fire that up. So
1: you got Ted Lasso on Wednesday, and you got Missouri on Thursday.
0: Yeah, and then Succession's right around the corner, too. I think that's next
1: week. That's a week, I think, from this weekend. Yeah, boy. Earth as we are broadcasting for the record on Jackson's birthday, which everybody knows is March 13th, 1998.
0: Yep, March 13th. Same exact birthday as Jack Harlow. Me and him are the exact same age. Both March 13th. Oh, wow, I've got that with Bo Hart. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah. similar comps. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, you are always welcome to participate in this program by sending in your emails, tmckernan at insidestl.com. You can use the TMASTL app also um, and just hit send message and send it to me. You can send it to the entire dais, uh, tmckernan at insidestl.com, or just use the TMASTL app. But any topic is welcome comments, questions, anything, feel free, fire away um and that is how you can partake in the fun and games that is QFTA. it's brought to you by the Ryan Kelly the now 10th anniversary of him being the title sponsor of TMA and uh, he has been the Tim McCurrin show podcast studio sponsor since the day that we started which was October 1st 2017 with inflation here people are taking on more debt than ever if you are a homeowner leverage your equity, put the equity in your home to work for you with a simple cash-out refinance. That's with Ryan Kelly, the com studio sponsor here on the Tim McKernan Show. James Carlton is our insurance sponsor, and he is my insurance agent. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. You can see 307 five-star Google reviews for James Carlton. And uh, when you type his name into Google, 307 five-star reviews, 314-961-4800 go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna.
0: Great communicator. That's, uh, you know, Doug's not here today, but I know he would echo that sentiment because that's what Mark Hanna is. He always has been. A great communicator. A lot of people, a lot of financial advisors have the knowledge and wisdom similar to Mark. I think Mark's a little more knowledgeable and a little more wise, but they have similar. But the way that Mark conveys his message to his clients is what sets him apart in my book. Just, you know, you get off the phone feeling better than when you get on the phone with Mark Hanna. And that is so important when you're dealing with your financial future. If you have questions about your plan, if you want to make adjustments to your plan, if things in your life change, you want to be able to get on the phone and talk to a real person and talk to Mark Hanna. And you know what he does? He figures it out, he helps you out. He, he conveys the message in such a way that you always feel better when you get off the phone than when you get on the phone. And to me, that is worth everything. So if you don't have anybody, make a great decision in your life and start working with the great communicator himself. And that great communicator is Mark Hanna.
1: 314-889-0503 or go online at Evergreen STL dot com. That's Barkana with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. All right, this is the email that I just got right before we started the podcast. So I haven't read through it in its entirety, but I see it's about the Illini. Now, I I know immediately people go, oh God, I don't want to hear about Illinois," But that's not the question. I don't think. I think it's more about coverage of teams and sports in St. Louis. So let's see. Let's see where it goes. Tim, you've made comments that you wonder why there is a lack of Illini sports coverage in local sports media, I couldn't agree more. I have quite a bit of drive time, so I podcast St. Louis sports shows. It's been my experience that uh, Illinois seems to be an afterthought, playing second and sometimes third fiddle to Mizzou and Slu. I am not angry Illini fan. I've accepted that they're just not going to be discussed much in St. Louis, and I get my uh, content by subscribing to Illini Inquirer with twenty four seven sports. But I do have some possible theories for the lack of coverage, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts Oh, good. I always like a good theory. Number one, perception of Illinois being a Chicago school coupled with the St. Louis-Chicago rivalry. Number two, Illinois football hasn't been relevant since the early 90s. The John Gross era sent uh, back any relevance that was gained during the Bill Self and Bruce Weber eras. Number three, distance from St. Louis. Champaign is about 40 minutes longer than Columbia. Number four, Mizzou journalism grads and St. Louis sports media naturally focus on their alma mater more. I don't put as much weight on this compared to the other three theories, but I wonder to what extent this is still a relevant factor of the equation. Uh, I do think Josh Whitman has the right guys with Underwood and Bielma, but I think it's going to take two or three more good years in a row to maybe make a dent in Mizzou's hold in St. Louis. What are your thoughts on these theories? Any others that I may have missed as a Mizzou super fan? I'd be curious to hear Jackson's thoughts too. Thanks boys. That comes from Jason. All right, let me go theory by theory here, Jackson. Cool. Number one perception of Illinois being a Chicago school coupled with the St. Louis, Chicago rivalry. Do you think that that contributes?
0: I think the former, like it being recognized, like thought of more as a Chicago school is, I don't think that um, the, the rivalry between St. Louis and Chicago is that I just think like a lot of people here think that Illinois is a different major cities team more so than it is St. Louis's uh, when you have SLU and Mizzou in a closer proximity. So I think that is part of it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think I'm not going to isolate it on Chicago. I actually think, which, because I, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about this, is why this question, um, you know, makes me think. And then broadcast exactly what I'm thinking I have made the observation that I think I'm not necessarily confused by it so so much as I think it is a miss if you are a broadcaster um, to not talk about uh, Illinois if you have a station or a show um, and I don't know how relevant local television is anymore but back in the day when you know younger people did watch it uh, to not cover Illinois, so I, I just think it, it, it's from a. I think you're hurting your business because it is a good thing to have a school as big as Illinois. You know, it's like like one of the things that would pop up here and there, not often. Is, Why aren't you guys talking about Semo? Well, I mean, it's Semo. It, it, you, you can be offended by it. I don't really give a shit. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's just it. It doesn't have. I don't do a show to check boxes. Right. Never done a show to check boxes. Well, I haven't done a show since the show's been successful anyway. Checking boxes, and it might be a chicken and egg argument, like, oh, well, we haven't talked yet about th- this topic that's in the St. Louis area. It's not what we do. I don't care. I hate on it. I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. My responsibility is to deliver an audience and then deliver that audience to the advertiser so they get a return on investment. That's my job. My job is not to tickle everyone's balls. So sorry, don't fucking care. That's reality. And so. If listen, if SEMO goes on a run, it would be wonderful because it'd be an entertaining story and it's a couple hours to the South, of St. Louis, but to act like it's the same, you know, as a Ohio Valley school, that it's the same relevance to Missouri, St. Louis, or Illinois would be absolutely disingenuous. And so can't do it because it would be dishonest. But Illinois is a big 10 school. Illinois can go to, well, it can go to anything, but it goes to Rose Bowls and goes to the NCAA, you know, was in the Final Four in St. Louis 18 years ago, playing for the national championship against North Carolina with a much larger pool of potential interest. If we became the SEMO station or the Missouri State station, I don't know how effective of a strategy that would be. And so I'm talking at through the lens of business. Do I have much of an interest in Illinois? Absolutely not. I, 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 but but that, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is what is good for business. And to me, uh, you, you do what is good for business and you broadcast whatever it is that you honestly think with regards to the teams where there is a large amount of interest. And so that is what I am talking about. But I don't think it has anything to do with Chicago. I think there is this antiquated thing in St. Louis that is so dumb, so dumb, That, well, I mean, it's, you know, across the river. What, excuse me? Well, I mean, it's not it's not part of St. Louis. It's such a miss by St. Louis to not include Madison County, St. Clair County when you're talking about the St. Louis region. Yes, there is a river and you drive over it in about a minute. (laughs) But (laughs) and yes, there is a river between Saint Louis County and St. Charles County, but St. Charles County is part of the region. Uh, Warren County is part of the region to break it down by rivers is so moronic. I mean, Phoenix and Houston are massive. They just don't have these rivers dividing things like we do with the states, Right. you know. And so I really think as dumb as this is that I don't think people go, well, Illinois is a Chicago school. Fuck Missouri. I feel like has more people from Chicago now. than
0: Yeah, that's actually true.
1: <laughs> than Illinois does. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, that was not the case when I was there, but I think it was the case when you were there, right?
0: Oh, my God. Chicago! I mean, half half my fraternity was from Chicago, half, the other half from St. Louis. With the right. I mean, you might as well show in. Ole
1: Miss highlights in St. Louis with all the people who go to Oxford now yeah. from St. Louis. I mean, so so my point is is geographically – it's yeah, I mean, this uh, gentleman who sent the email and said it's you know, it's 40 miles further. Is it well, it's, too, it's 40 miles too far. Sorry, you're outside of 150 miles, so therefore, it's it's right. it's ridiculous. There are a bunch of people who live in the Metro East who are huge Illinois fans, and it's a big 10 school, and so that's why. I say it as a miss. I don't think it's the Chicago thing. The second thing about Illinois football hadn't been relevant since the early 90s. I mean, the year Missouri and Illinois opened up the season in 2007, they were in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it was a fun Uh, game
0: too.
1: Yeah, indeed. And the John Gross era set back any relevance. But Illinois wasn't getting coverage when they were going and having an incredible season before they even got to St. Louis the year of the Final Four in 2005. Uh, distance from St. Louis. He mentions again. I'm, I'm. So the Champagne's about 40 minutes longer than Columbia. That's irrelevant. And the Mizzou journalism grads. I, maybe I'm missing it. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I suppose you have Ben Fredrickson. Mm-hmm. I'm. I, I. don't know who. am I, I'm. I'm. Randy went to Lindenwood. Um. I. Did, uh, let's see so. what we got. Uh. Stalter isn't a Mizzou guy, Junior, right? TMA. I mean, I'll oh, say me and Doug, but I mean, if, if you're going beyond us, I don't even know on television anymore. I don't know who's on television anymore. Did
0: Hockman go to uh, Mizzou? I think so. Yeah. So Hockman and Frederickson at the post, and I don't think anyone else there.
1: So I get it. I think I th- I could see that kind of being like the thing that would be talked about on an Illinois message board. Right. Uh, just cause I see the stuff I talked about on a Mizzou message board and it, it you know, you just see stuff and you just go, boy, this is so, <laughs> so inaccurate, but it becomes real, right, you know, exactly. like, like the hate that they have for Frank Cusimano on power Mizzou. I mean, don't get really? me wrong. They fucking hate, they hate me. Don't get me wrong, but Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who they like actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a good, they did
1: like Gabe. It seems like sometimes, <laughs> oh, yeah, Gabe. but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, that's just, that's just not a real thing. It's not a real thing. And I would tell you this, I would, I think some of the Mizzou people might go, well, SLU is so much easier to deal with than Mizzou that they would, if anything, if they were going to allow bias to come in, it might be more SLU biased than Mizzou. But, um, no, that's just not, it's just not a real thing. I mean, if you are, if you are broadcasting or writing to what you are a fan of, you probably don't have long in the industry. That isn't the way, that it worked. It's, I really think that, I think it comes down to more of a, you know, in television, but I mean, the, t- the TV people were not sports people. They were news people, news producers usually would get the news director's job and going, yeah, we got to, I mean, you, why aren't you guys spending more time on Illinois? We need to treat Illinois like we treat Missouri and St. Louis U. Um, and then, you know, I mean, we've never really worked at it and this isn't intended to be a shot because hell, I operated one of them, a real station with real management, on TMA, uh, where they would kind of guide programming. So, you know, it's it's we're doing our own wild, wild west version of, of programming. But I do know you know, on the in the opening drive, they they'll have Illinois yeah. representation on there. Carrie.
0: Carrie Davis. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean you have Carrie, but I'm talking about back in the day, I know that, you know, Michelle would yep. have they'd have Underwood on and they oh, have yeah. uh Beelman on. So yeah, I I just I like I said, now she went to Illinois, right. But it is it is just from a a business standpoint, period, okay, you got a big 10 school and a good portion of their fans live within the metro area. But it's this thing with it's on the other side of the river. that's 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 what I attribute it to, which I know is such a terrible answer because it's so unsatisfying and really moronic. But that's truly what I believe it to be is right. is te- and then a lack of management because in our industry, over the last couple of decades, you've gone from having program directors evaluating your shows, or editors in print, uh, you know, guiding the the battle plan, so to speak, with regard to coverage. That those positions have been eliminated, or people are spread so thin that they're not going to sit there and be able to evaluate the show uh, and/or station like they did years ago. And go, hey, how come you got? Yeah, you spent a lot of time on Missouri and Utah State, and the possible matchup in the second round with Arizona, but. You know, you just kind of blew past Illinois and Arkansas, and and then Illinois with the possibility of playing Kansas. I mean, how do you? We got to spend some time on Illinois, yeah. Not because we got to check the box, but because there is an audience there, and that's what I'm talking about with the difference between Semo. And as I'm sitting here broadcasting, my wife's parents are in the house here, and both of them went to Semo. My my father-in-law played football at Semo. This is not anti-Semo. I, I would imagine everybody could agree. That, you know, if St. Louis had an NFL team and an XFL team, you know, if we spent a bunch of time on the XFL team, as much as we did on the NFL team, people go, what in the hell are you doing? Right. And that's so it might sound mean spirited, but it's just the reality. And if Illinois were having an incredible year or let's put it this way, if St. Louis, U were in the NCAA tournament and Missouri was in the NIT tournament and we were spending just as much time as Missouri in the NIT tournament, you'd go, what in the fuck are these clowns doing? Right. You know, so if Semo wins. And, make, and shocks the world and wins a game or two? Holy shit. They're going to get all the attention in the world. But, you know, I know this email isn't about SEMO; It's about Illinois. And what I'm saying is Illinois should get as much coverage as Missouri and slew. period. Yeah. That's it. What do, you, what do you see, Jackson? Maybe you disagree with me.
0: Well, I think the proof is in the pudding when you go my favorite day of the year, but the bragging Rights game, uh, Missouri, of course, won four of the last five. Uh, there's the same amount, if not more, Illinois fans in that building every single year. This year, considerably more Illinois fans, which made it all the more satisfying. But, um, they, I mean, yeah, I I totally agree with your thing on the river, like, being, like, people thinking that as, like, a barrier. Like, that's total nonsense. Half my family lives on the other side of the river. They love the Cardinals. They love the Blues. uh, They love St. Louis sports. So, to knock them out of the region completely is asinine. And, uh, yeah, I do think that Illinois... It, it's, it's a miss. It is a miss because you're right. They're a big 10 school um, with plenty of people from St. Louis going to Illinois and then returning to live here once they're done in uh, Champaign-Urbana. So I think that it, it is a total miss. I know personally for me, like, I don't dislike Illinois by any means. Like I have no, outside of the one day a year we play each other, I don't care. Like I I, I hope Illinois wins. I, I hope they do well. Uh, but, yeah, I think that they – do deserve as much time as slew as Mizzou, and I do think I agree. I think it, it's a miss. Um, I wish I was more into them. I've watched a few of their games this year. The Big Ten was interesting this year. And, yeah, I think they have a really exciting matchup with Arkansas coming up and could be playing Kansas. So, yeah, I totally agree.
1: Um, who will you be pulling for between Illinois and Arkansas?
0: Illinois, I don't like Arkansas. Um,
1: that's what I thought. I I'm, thought that's where you would be on that.
0: I'm so confused why Arkansas isn't better than they are. I know they're young, but, geez, I'd love to have three first-round picks in my starting lineup. So uh, if they are to find their stride, I think the Jayhawks better watch out. But uh, that'll be a really fun matchup with Illinois and Arkansas, One I'm actually really looking forward to watching.
1: Illinois is plus 2,500 to win their region. Missouri is plus 4,000 to win their region. How about
0: that? Yeah, that's kind of surprising. I guess the Alabama factor and Arizona, too. I mean, Alabama and Arizona, if you're drawing one-two combos – that's probably the toughest one-two combo uh, in this year's bracket is having Alabama as the one seed and Arizona as the two seed.
1: Uh, what are you planning on doing Thursday for the game?
0: I will be uh, sitting on my couch with the live stream up on YouTube, TMA fan page, Twitter. Uh, follow, hopefully, people watch along with me. And uh, see the if it's anything like I was my uh, my behavior during the Tennessee game on Friday, people will be in for a show because I was. Is going that right? Of... Were you
1: watching by yourself?
0: Yeah, and I was screaming at my television set when they won. Screaming, I hate Tennessee. God, I'm, I,
1: th- this is so interesting to me because I, I noticed the enthusiasm for that win. And while I was certainly happy that they won, and I was I was watching it, I'm watching. I'm going. I mean, what are they, and don't yell at me because I know we're going to, this is, this is where you could lose all sight of, <laughs> but, but in the whole scheme of things, like this is, this this kind of doesn't matter, you know? I mean, it, and you might go, oh my God, it matters because now you're getting off the eight, nine line and you're right. going to seven. But from my standpoint, like that tournament mattered to, I guess, Two teams, maybe, and by and so but you'll see the lens through which I'm talking uh-huh. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, uh, for the because, tournament, yeah, for like uh, for right. Well, that, but that's that's what that's that's what I'm that's that's what I'm because because winning the sec tournament, it just you know, from my standpoint, now for you, I know you'd be on a high right now if Missouri would have won the sec tournament, oh, yeah. but it's like, yeah, it kind of doesn't really matter. I mean, everything is about this coming week right. in the NCAA tournament. I don't view the 2012 Missouri team as success because they won the Big 12 tournament. No, I view them as a failure because they lost in Norfolk State.
0: Yeah, that would be and the so, right, right assessment.
1: Sure. But so, for, like, I loved Vanderbilt plus 8.5 on Friday night. Why? I know they were dealing with the situation health-wise, but they had to win. Right. Kentucky didn't have to win. So that was that's that's how I look to bet conference tournaments and listen hey alabama didn't have to win and they still rolled through but uh yeah, I, I So I'm watching, like if that game, and I realized they wouldn't be playing Tennessee in the first round of the NCAA tournament, if that were the first round of the NCAA tournament, I am watching it through a completely different lens. That's what I'm saying. I am on the edge. I'm probably not throwing things and standing up like you are, <laughs> yeah. but I'm certainly a hell of a lot more into it than I was this past Friday. And then when they lost to Alabama, and I was watching it while I was sitting at the Cardinals and Nastros game, uh, I had it on. Um, I went into the KM Wex uh, booth to say hello to John Rooney and Ricky Horton with Claiborne, and they had it on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so there's certainly, there was interest, but uh, it was, it was, you know, it, when they lost, I wasn't like crap. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Then if anything, get another day of rest and, you know, go get them on Thursday or Friday. So I don't view the conference tournaments with that
0: intensity. Like it sounds like you do. So here's my thing on the Tennessee game, just in a vacuum. Yeah. That game was so intense, like the physicality and the emotion. Their, uh, their, their large Serbian center was throwing guys around like ragdolls. Uh, there was a shove in the face on DeAndre Golston. There was a lot of intensity during that game. Uh, you could tell that Tennessee wanted some revenge after the way it ended in Knoxville uh, a month or so ago. Uh, and even down to Zakai Zegler, they felt like they were a team that should have beat Missouri. So for Missouri to win that game, uh, I think fans were really fired up because, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan, you're like, yeah, you beat us, but you beat us on a buzzer beer. That probably right, did not happen right. 99% of the time. Instead, Missouri just goes out and outscores them. They couldn't stop Kobe. I think it was a real confidence-building win because, you know, you lose that game against Tennessee and then you go to the tournament and lose. It's kind of a bad taste in your mouth. I do agree with you on the Alabama game. They were totally free-rolling. Uh, I did. I did, had no expectations of them winning just because of how good Alabama was or, and continues to be. Uh, the thing about Alabama, and again, I'm going to make a TV show reference, but I don't care. It's my birthday. I'm going to do Sorry. it. It's, it's your strength. Yeah. Um, reminded me of Succession Season 1 when Kendall wants to put a vote of no confidence in on Logan, and it was their best shot. Missouri had their best shot to beat Alabama in that moment because Alabama couldn't hit the broadside of a bar in the first half, and Brandon Miller only had four points. Um Uh, But instead, uh, they much like Kendall were late to the party uh, screaming down the streets of Manhattan and lost the vote of confidence and uh, with their best shot couldn't take down the number one team in the country. So that kind of disappointed me. But, like I said, they were totally free-rolling that game. They had already accomplished what I wanted out of the SEC tournament, which was move off that 8-9 seed and get into a 7 seed. I was trying to get a 6 seed because a 6 seed you play a team that just played in the playing game, and it's hard to play Missouri right. on short rest right. because they play so weird. But I think if they can beat Utah State, Arizona will see that issue they'll have Um with Missouri, but I'm not looking past Utah State. I'm only focused on Thursday at 12:40. That's my only focus. Look at you! Oh, you're
1: like a player, you're like a coach for this uh, this team. Yeah, and, and listen, Missouri was celebrating when they beat Tennessee. Like it was, they, they certainly care. Um, you know more in your realm than in mine. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, and this isn't this isn't exclusive to this year, unless it was a year where they could win the tournament or needed right. to win the tournament in order to get a spot in the NCAA tournament. I just view it as kind of a. It's a fun little weekend of nonstop basketball, but it really, unless you're a team that, you know, it's going to have a material impact on you one way or the other. You lose and you might be out or you win and you might be in. Uh, It's just, it it doesn't, I don't have the emotional attachment to it like I will ideally for the next couple of weekends, which would be wonderful if uh, Missouri got uh, four plus games here over the next couple of weekends. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast and the Ryan Kelly Morning After. I am a happy Design Air Heating and Cooling client, and I would love for you to become one as well. Some cold temperatures in the forecast and some cold in St. Louis right now. If your furnace goes out, go to designairservice.com you'll be working with Seth Goldkamp immediately and his staff. And those service technicians will be out there so quickly you won't believe it. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. And Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Work with Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, and Peter Munganest, And once you do, you'll never want to work with anybody else again. It's Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. They service all makes and models and they now have new car supply, which was such an issue during the pandemic. New cars are coming in, so go shopping right now at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com and work with Monganos. Jackson, that's going to do it. The birthday edition of QFTA here on the Tim McKernan Show is in the books. What are you going to go do? I am Matt. Let me tell you what I think you're going to do. I think you're going to go to a brothel. That's what I think you're going
0: <laughs> to do. I don't even know. Do, do I just look that up on Google Maps, like brothels <laughs> <Yeah>. near me? Brothels near me. I don't know. I don't think that's uh, in the cards. Monday's probably industry day, so they're probably taking. Yeah, the day it is. They're taking the day. Monday birthdays are tough. Um, so no, I'm going to leave here and uh, I got some more work to do, and then uh, you know. Uh, maybe just a dinner with the folks tonight or something. It's gonna be low key. I uh, want to get a workout in. I'm not looking to do much today. I, I kind of got after it this weekend. So uh, oh wow, what happened? Oh, just some libations and a uh, like good evening on Saturday. It was great. I had the dogs game up and the uh, UCLA Arizona game, and so I was kind of in my all my glory, just enjoying some cocktails and uh, having a good time. Uh, the weather was really shitty this weekend, so it wasn't optimal for tripping, I guess. But uh, right, but uh, it's still still a great night. And uh, no, today is going to be more low key. Like I said, Monday birthdays are kind of tough, but uh, no, just going to enjoy uh, the day. Going to try to think uh, without stress. That's the idea. Is I want to be so without stress as we come up on a, a certainly a stressful Thursday and beyond. So I'm uh, going to try to just center myself, really ground myself, look back at these 25 years, see what I've learned, and try to make uh, my 26th year on Earth, because this will be the start of my 26th year on this Earth, um, one of the best years of all time.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've just been inspired. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, Jackson is off to the brothel. <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, I don't know, Jackson. I mean, the Hawk is up so much here. I don't know if I'm going to ball strike today. But uh, it might be good to get the work in in the uh, less-than-convenient conditions and uh and workshop it i don't know but uh we will uh post this and uh and then be back at it next week you are welcome to send your questions in team McKernan at inside STL.com comments erotic stories what you i mean you know I, we, we go into full reveal here so you, you can't ask anything and uh and have it automatically rejected so why not ask it and see if it gets uh gets on to the show team at inside STL.com qfta for action jackson on his 25th birthday I'm Tim McKernan from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. This has been the Tim McKernan Show on Inside STL.